0: We'll continue what we are learning. The holy letters of the Balatanya, letter number 12. What the she is in the s'chus Shalema for Rachel. We're learning the letter number 12. And the act of charity is peace. And Davoida sa tsudaka, the inner dimension of tsudaka, which of course includes the mice as well. But not only do we have the mice, but we also have the void that brings a never-ending, everlasting tranquility. And we're going deep into understanding the difference between Mm -hmm. the act and the inner dimension and obsession with and the full attention of mind, body, and soul pushing itself compassionately, intuitively, empathically, being fully involved with the action of charity. So you have Misa which is just the act The physical brute Body of the charity What happened, what transpired now Person came and gave a thousand dollar check to Tzedakah You have a physical act The man himself Who gave the thousand dollars Could have just done it Superficially, temporarily One moment in time thinking The poor man needs the money and giving it to him. And the rest of the time, while he's actually giving it, it could be he's totally involved in something else. And that brings a tremendous peace on the world. Because his identity and the person who he's giving the money to have made the temporary unity. And that from his perspective, from the poor man's perspective, The unity, the fact that he was feeling less than, the fact that he couldn't pay his bills, the fact that he needed to come on to somebody, all of that is superficially, and sometimes even deeper depending on the sum, eliminated by the act of charity, this act of peace. Which is a fusion, fusion. There's a fusement between two people, one who's rich, one who's poor. Then we're explaining that the inner dimension of charity, where a person is involved, the person contemplates, not only does he think about this idea during the shear, but he actually is going to do it mind, body, and soul, afterwards he thinks, I have an opportunity to listen to a poor man, I have an opportunity to listen to my child, to listen to my spouse, to listen to somebody, and I listen intentively, obsessively. And then I react with a tremendous empathy, where I separate My ego, which my ego tries to separate me and everyone around me. My ego tries to separate me from myself. You understand? The first act of ego is that me and myself are two separate things. Myself being my body. My ego tries to make that my body should have its own independent identity. Separate from me, an illusory self, an illusory, a imaginary me. And then I can live years of my life trapped in my ego, with the core of who I am, what I want out of life is asleep. So I have a part of me which is primarily coming from the life force that's in my body, that's trying to trap me, that's trying to make me different than the core of who I am. And in life, I have to make peace. I could do, I can live a life where of Kabbalah soil, I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing in this world. where I'm doing maisa tzedakah, maisa moloshin I'm pushing myself. And in that sense, I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm doing it in an activity sense. Which means I'm not fully, I have not fully shown up. Just my body is pushed to the limit. And it's surrendered to my soul. And we have not made peace over there. So we have mysa which is the body, the act. And then we have the ability of doing the act where it's fully soul and body alive. means that you're doing the charity with the intelligence, your emotions. You're fully showing up and you're empathically and intuitively and meaningfully connecting with the person you're giving the money to and you're pushing yourself. And in that sense, there's a unity of you and him both physically spiritually, psychologically, but most importantly, emotionally, where you've taken away his shame because you've understand him, you've understood him, you've pushed yourself to the limit, you've connected. That is the Nukuda where Avoida is a pushing of body and soul, your body and your soul, Starting from the fact that your body wants to stop your soul, your ego wants to stop your soul, which is your personality, your own, your body where it has its own life force. And the first level is surrendered activity. Mysa, just engage the world, engage your children, your spouse, and engage everyone in a form of mysa, meaning to say. That your body is surrendered to your soul. Your body has its own personality. It wants to use everyone selfishly for the most part. But instead, mysa, you give it up. Your soul, like he explains in length in the Tanya, your soul, your true core of who you are overwhelms your body and your body and your ego become surrendered. And in that sense, the Shimatosha Bolashmo. you're not doing it for the purpose, for the core. you're just surrendered activity. in action, in actuality. You're kind to everyone around you. In actuality, you are not using people. There's mice. The activity of and Mitzvah takes over your life. But it's Kabbalah soil. You're giving over yourself to the oak of heaven. You're taking your body, overwhelming it, surrendering it. And in that sense, the activity of your life is given over to God. And that's my senu kolzma meshech This is the act of the Jewish people all the amount of years that we are in exile. Then there's times in our life where we are engaged in our void of senu. Where we don't just show up vicariously, superficially. Of course, there's a life where I don't show up at all. And my body reigns supreme. My act, my activity is given over to some to my personality. And I'm using everyone around me. And I'm highly involved in pursuing my animalistic career. Which means to use everyone, to conquer everyone, to give in to my passions. But then there is my senu to live a life full of Torah Mitzvahs where everything is l'shma l'shma. that I do in the act where is my soul where is my intelligence where is the flame where is the fire where is the love where is the passion passion is asleep passion is for making a lot of money the passion is elsewhere but in actuality I show up, I I show up and I do everything that I'm supposed to do. But that I'm doing actively, in activity. But my consciousness, my soul is elsewhere. It's in my business. It's in growing. It's in tomorrow. And that itself is an enormous life. To be able to control your mindset. As the Holy Balatanya explains, the whole entire Tanya is the book of intermediaries. The book of Bainanin, Sefer shall The people who do not, are not perfectly righteous. Because Hashem wanted the tremendous refinement, transformation, interaction. He wanted negotiation of soul and body. And the first level of negotiation is... Surrendered activity. You're not the perfect husband. You're not the perfect father. You're not the perfect community member. You're not the perfect tzaddik. You're not the richest man. You're also poor in your own sense. But negotiate your soul and your personality. Your soul and your body. Negotiate. At the bare minimum, give over your action, your action, Your activity. Don't pursue your pleasures. Don't pursue your passions. Don't pursue your life. Don't squander your life in activity. The core of your soul has not burst through yet. You don't have a passion. You don't see the godly spark in every single thing that you're doing. You're deep inside gullus. That's fine. But have you been mesmerized to the core that you can see that this is the truth of your life? Whatever person you're going to be, not selfishly, but selflessly... Do you see that praying makes a change in your future? Do you see that lick uniting with the divine, thinking about the purpose of your life, being highly conscious to the best of your ability is important? So even if you don't have that in its entirety, to resolve that in actuality you will do your best to have an active Torah lifestyle, an active lifestyle where you're doing the right thing, your animalistic pursuits will have will gratify and will subjugate and will temporarily cultivate your loves and your fears your anxieties your cheser and your gvura your heart and your intelligence may may be primarily about pursuing a future and a job and a success and eating and drinking but the overall, there's there's a tremendous you make a blessing before you eat, make a blessing after you eat. While you eat, maybe temporarily focus on the food. Maybe a tremendous gluttony. Person may be involved with a whole different mission in his life. But day to day, he says Moidani, he ends his night with Kriyashma and in between he prays three times. And he follows the Shulchan Aruch. And, he, and he's involved in acti- activity, in the actual activity. He does not sin. He is righteous. He does give charity, but it's all maisa. Internally, he struggles. Internally, he's involved in other things. Says the Holy Balatanya, the fact that body wise, the fact that you made peace temporarily between body and soul, the fact that in body wise, you have not allowed the sitra achra, the left side. You have not allowed the superficial egoic personality energy to overwhelm your body. You have started to be metakant chetet You have used Torah mitzvahs to take your feminine element, which is your body, which is your activity, and you've surrendered it to God. And that alone is going to usher in, in the messianic era. A radical transformation of the world where you will birth, you have brought into this world a new consciousness. Although you're not aware of it, although you can't see it, but the fabric of humanity has changed. The fabric of life because you have taken your activity and you've shown that you are godlike. You have shown that you are a dameleli and you have lifted everything up and infused it with a tremendous spirituality. So all your Torah, mitzvahs, all your energy, all that time that you were actively, maybe not fully, maybe not obsessively, but you were actively in your action, you lived your life like a Torah Jew, that alone radically transforms the world. And then he goes on and he talks about Aboy Yusenu, which Aboy means that you push yourself to the limit in your mind, body, and soul. Whenever you pray, you pray with tremendous attention, tremendous yearning flame. Your whole body's taken over your loves and your passions. And you have goosebumps when you pray. And when you do a mitzvah, you, you're fully involved like the Holy Enlightened Tzaddikim. Their whole mind, body, and soul, thought, speech, and action The love and the fear, the whole entire energy was enthusiastic. The whole entire goosebumps, shuddering energy, tremendous love and yearning. The whole will and the pleasure and the joy and the ecstasy was all about Judaism, all about God. And that is a life worth living, but few people can touch that. But that is the magnificent point that he brings in this letter. That even though in chapter 37 he talks about Aboy the Seinu, Aboy the Seinu is very hard, and we occasionally are able to do it during Yom Kippur, during certain times in our life, our birthday, certain moments in life, certain holidays that allow us to access those recesses of the soul that will totally unleash A unity, a peace in the body where we serve God. Nonetheless, if you engage in obsessive compassion, even if you're an animalistic person, even if you are trapped in the the ego, trapped in the intermediary, sometimes your life is good, sometimes it's not so good. Sometimes you're in daytime, sometimes you're in nighttime. Sometimes you see total black. And sometimes you see total light. Bannanim, your life was fully confused between light and darkness. But he says, if you resolve to do obsessive compassion, which means highly intuitive to another person, to push yourself, to push the activity some more, to push it a little bit more, then you will engage, then you will, in the time when you pray in the time when you learn, God will unleash an intelligence a love and a fear, an unimaginable godly revelation that enlightened tzaddikim have, you and your simple life will have because you engaged obsessively. You didn't engage obsessively in prayer because you weren't there. That part of your soul was asleep. You didn't engage obsessively in learning Torah because you don't have the patience. You have ADD. You have so much more important things to do. You can't understand all the secrets. But you engage obsessively in compassion. You engage obsessively in being kind to your children, listening to them. You've pushed yourself to the limit to show up attentively to your spouse. You've engaged in avoidance at We're yonser, You did much more than the person is supposed to receive, than you would give naturally, especially as being by someone who's confused. But even a tzaddik would not push himself to that limit. If you engage in avoid the tzedakah, then you should know the reward is a never-ending, everlasting compassion from God, a never-ending, everlasting tranquility. With that is a revolution and a revelation, like the Holy Balantania says in the beginning of Torah, your heart becomes upgraded and elevated and refined a thousand times. What usually would take a holy mystic to work many hours, You will accomplish it in one hour. You will love. And you will care about another Jew. Just a tiny moment in time. The reward is tremendous compassion from God. And moichoi. Elav pomakacha. You will be able to. Your brain will open up. Your intelligence. Whether you are a man or a woman. will open up far beyond. Where you will be able to accomplish. In learning in one hour. What it takes usually a thousand hours. And this holy Magnificent, radical revelation of the Balatanya, the mind and the heart upgraded and refined and elevated a thousand times for every hour of work, one thousand times of reward, one thousand times of pay, one thousand times of upgrade, of refinement. So it takes usually a holy tzaddik, a thousand hours to work his mind and heart. But you, through your avoidance at through pushing yourself in charity, What it takes in one hour, one hour it will take you to accomplish what someone else takes a thousand hours. And that is the never ending, everlasting idea of compassion that he shares with you in this letter, that there's a hack. There's a way, a special way in our generation where even though the book of intermediaries, even though the Tanya deals with tremendous fighting, interaction, negotiation, between soul and body, between my ego and my soul. But if you actually push yourself to the limit, to know another Jew, to feel another person, to intuitively and empathically put yourself in someone's shoes to get rid of your ego, which is a much easier job than to sit and learn for 18 hours a day, or much easier job than to sit and pray for four hours. But if you do that, he says the gift will be that you will open up recesses of your heart. You will open up recesses of your brain. You will unleash. The reward is that God gives you a hasket vavetach adolam, a never-ending, everlasting tranquility, a compassion of God, which all forms of intelligence, smart people that you see, enlightened tzaddikim, great holy mystics, refined Jewish people that you see—it's all a gift of God. It's a compassion of God. But how do you bring that compassion on yourself? That's the that, avoidance, that's the that If you push yourself to the limit. If you push yourself to the limit. If you empathically and highly intuitively connect with another person and suffer with them and listen to them more than it's natural for you. Then you will be able to accomplish in a thousand hours what takes a person one hour. What, t- what it takes a person a thousand hours You will be able to accomplish in one hour Because that is the awesome gift The revelation To touch the messianic era means To live with an enlightened mind an Enlightened heart To have love and fear of God To have a complete clarity where all of your organs All of your personality Everything has its place And you have godly revelation You have godly insight Not through tremendous work but as a reward for living compassionately. And that's what he says, this can be done now before the Messianic era is ushered in on us. And it's the most magical thing because it affects you both spiritually and physically. It affects you in all your decisions because you are giving Chok somebody who has Hashket Vavetach, has Chok he has the wisdom of God, the wisdom of the Torah, the wisdom of intelligence of decisions. Not to squander his life. The wisdom of giving compassion to everyone around you. And it's a gift that never stops giving. The gift of compassion is the reward, but not your compassion. It's the compassion of God. When the compassion of God has rained down on you, you have an intelligence in learning. You have a highly intuitive heart for prayer for another person. And to understand the enormity of that. Much greater than any niche in business. It's the niche in the family business, which is Avraham which is Chesed, which is kindness, which is the purpose of this world, to have Rachmanis, to have compassion, to take responsibility for your spouse and for your children and for everybody around you to care about them as you care for yourself and even more. And to do that is a revolutionary idea to see that you could hold the whole Torah mitzvahs with one mitzvah of tzedakah but not just doing it as a mice's activity but doing it fully mind body and soul Pushing yourself to the limit intuitively we are rahamim we're, rachamim, we're in compassion we're suffering with other person takes you over entirely and when you do that the intelligence and the heartfelt revelation of the purpose of this world and the heartfelt revelation of god comes down on your soul and that is something that's never ending and everlasting